the Maltese Podcast. <laughs> this is your uh, host, Ezra Hernandez, and I'm here with my co-host, the one and only, our partner in crime, Jade Pacheco. I gotta think of a better intro for myself. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. I know. I gotta think about it, though. Okay. Okay, we can get there. Yeah, there's a work in progress. <laughs> That's the beauty of this podcast. Is mm-hmm. like, it's literally like, if you listen to the beginning, like it's just clay right now. And, yeah, and I'm just molding it. And you're like, what is it going to turn into? And I don't even know. That's the sick part about it. I don't even know what it's going to turn into. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. It's an art process. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a process of an artist. That's like really clay? what it is. Yeah, when you get clay and you mold it and you form something. But I'm the one that's better with clay. Then you should understand this better than I do. <laughs> it's just hard to picture you molding clay. <laughs> Why? I got the brooding hands of a clay molder. Rooting hands of a holder. Mm-hmm. Molder. Molder. Yes. I just thought of Seth Rogen. Why? He's been um, doing pottery stuff, like the spinning little. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm like that. I'm like goals with Patrick Swayze. That's what me and you are doing. Goals with Patrick Swayze and um, who's the lady in that? Demi Moore. Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. Yes. And Atticus, our dog, is the Whoopi Goldberg character. <laughs> Shut okay. up. Okay. Okay, so let's get to it. A lot of big fights this weekend. Um, I have notes behind you. Let me get those bad boys because without those, I'm useless. Um, let's go. Okay, so boxing is back this weekend. Boxing took a little hiatus, but it's been on a good run. Thank God. <laughs> we, still, we still saw some good UFC. Okay, but <laughs> boxing took a little hiatus. It's back this weekend, though. And um, let's start off. Like, as I always, I don't play around. I don't build to something. I go straight to the big guns. And that's Juan Francisco Estrada versus Roman Chocolito Gonzalez. This is a rematch from about seven years ago. Seven years about ago? About seven years ago. Why did they wait so Chocolate. long? Um, you know what? It wasn't like a holdout or it wasn't like they wanted to fight. It just never meshed well again. Like, it just things just like one guy lost or another guy lost or another guy got a draw. And they just never mm. were cross paths again. And now we are here. To this fight, and it, it makes all the sense in the world for them to fight now. What weight are they fighting at? These are a hundred, I want to say, and seventeen pounds. And, oh, okay, so they're they're very small. Okay. They're very small. Okay. They might be one hundred twenty-two. They're like right there, one seventeen, one twenty-two, right there, right. Okay. And Chocolito is a legend, like in boxing, he really is. He's a legend. Um, he's one of the best offensive fighters I've ever seen. Really? He's the smoothest combination fighter. Like, he's just really a joy to watch. Like, if you're watching and you want to teach someone to throw combinations, mm-hmm. and the leg movement that he's so good at and flows into that allows him to punch in other uh, things, he's he's just that. that He's the guy to watch. He really is. Juan Francisco Estrada is the guy that has not been given anything in boxing. So then why they he's match him earned, with him? Well, no, no, but I'm saying he hasn't been given anything because he's earned everything. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. And when a guy has earned everything the way Francisco Estrada has earned everything, he's not a guy that's going to break easily. You know what I mean? He's not a guy that's, uh, you know, the people with hard upbringings, they're not broken easily. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they've seen it all. They've been through it all. He's had to earn it. Earn it all. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Chocolito didn't have to earn it all. But Chocolito has had hype behind him. He has had people behind him with money to say, Estrada really never had that. Estrada had to earn everything he got. He had to be in war. He had to fight the toughest guys. Yeah. And now he is the champ. Right, he is finally at that spot where he's the champ. He to me, he's like borderline pound for pound, one of the best fighters in the world. Right. Oh, okay. But Roman Chocolito has always been the more talented fighter okay. in boxing. He's, okay, so I now I understand this matchup a little bit. Yeah. Better. So you got a guy that's 
again, that's taken everything, you had to work hard for everything, and you had a guy that Chuck Little has a talent that not a lot of fighters are born with, mm-hmm. right? It's a natural flow of offense, a movement with it's moving your legs and your punches together in such a way that it's just not, not seen often, right? And when they fought the first time, what happened? Juan Francisco Strada, which was young, he was probably around 20 something years old, 22 years old, mm-hmm. right? He came out with a lot of energy. He moved around. He put it on uh, Chocolito early. Uh-huh. The thing with Chocolito is he's like a train when he gets started. It starts slow. But once that train gets going, you're not going to get in the I feel like that's some of the best people. Who do we see that with? Uh, was it Jojo Diaz? Yeah, Jojo Diaz? or Yeah, yeah like I mean, a lot of guys like, like, yeah, there's a lot of guys that like to they build up, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to, you, you have to be careful that you don't waste too much energy yeah. while he's building up. Yeah, we see that often, though. Yes, we do see that often. And with Chocolito, that's what happened in the first fight, is that Estrada had wasted a lot of energy, and it was good. He won a lot of rounds, early rounds. Mm-hmm. But once Chocolito got going, there was no coming back from it. Right? Yeah, there was no, there I was, see. It was no getting him off the train off the tracks. Okay. And in this fight, right, uh, Estrada's not the same fighter, though. He was then. He has a lot more tricks now. He's very a lot smarter in the ring. He's just been through it all. He's the thing. And Chocolito isn't the same... Physical ability that he was back oh, then. Oh, got it. Okay. Chuck Lito's a little well, bit older. Like, well, it's seven years Yeah, later. yeah. He's a little bit older now. He's definitely uh, not the same Chuck Lito that he once was, right? Mm-hmm. He might be smarter than he once was, but physical ability's not there. Yeah. Now, Juan Francisco Estrada might not be the physical where he once was either, right? But there are two guys coming in with the intelligence level that's at an all-time high for fighting, right? Mm-hmm. And when people would say, maybe you say this fight's maybe a little bit too late. It's not. These are two of the best guys at that weight class. Chocolito still beats top contenders at the weight class. Estrada still beats all the guys at the weight class. These are two of the top guys. They're meeting. It may not be the same physical ability that they had when they first met, but it's going to be intelligence level at an all-time high. Right. And as, as I watched them, I scouted it out. Estrada, you know, let's just go over a few things, right? He's going to warm up, too. Now, as Estrada's gotten later on in his career, he's not the fastest starter anymore, as he was when he fought Chocolito. He kind of takes a little time to build up as well. Yeah. He, um, he, he, his movement, it's all in his movement. His defense, he's not going to move his head. He's not going to be, uh, he's, he's not going to be, a, you know, a little trickster in there. It's going to be off his movement. He jumps in, he jumps out. He jumps in, he jumps out. He uses his legs. He put, he moves while he punches, which is like an underrated skill that people don't really do. Mm-hmm. Right? He's punching and he's slowly moving left. He's punching, he's slowly moving right. So as he's hitting you and you're trying to respond, you're trying to hit a moving target. Why wow, he's it. hitting you? It's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's underappreciated. He's got a wide range of punches. Uh, he's he can switch on his punches. He 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 knows when to attack. He buries to the body. He can hit you from all levels. Um, he he's really just a guy that learned all the tricks because he had to. Yeah. Whatever he lacked physical ability, he learned all the tricks to make it in the ring. Now you got Chocolito, whose offense is forward. His offense is forward and it flows. He doesn't waste energy. His punches are just flowing. Hmm. Like if like a long yeah. distance runner, you know, a long distance yeah. runner is not sprinting. He's getting a good speed, but he's getting to so where it could just keep going and yeah. going and going. That's what his offense is. And the, he, like I said, he's got a slow build, but once the train gets going on the tracks, he ain't gonna stop it. Um, he hits a, has a lot of power, constant pressure. He's so calm in there. He's so calm. Uh, the thing I want you guys to watch, like when you watch this fight, is his legs. How his legs adjust so he can land these punches. He adjusts his legs. I'm talking about bands. I'm talking the back leg steps out. The other leg steps the other way. The little aspects that he does in a tight area. Is that for balance, though? Yeah, it's so that he can get the next punch off. He's constantly adjusting his legs so the next punch can get off with full extension, mm-hmm. full power. Um, the right placement that he wants it, he is constantly moving his legs. Very hard skill. Not a lot of guys have it. 
he does it one of the best. Really something to admire. So right. when you were scouting these, what were the good fights? I don't have stats this week. Also, I completely yeah, we, we that's okay. You know, <laughs> we're not gonna have our best week every week. <laughs> but uh, the, I think the fights for Chocolate, there's so many to watch for Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the first, might as well watch the first Francisco Estrada fight with Chocolate, just so you get an idea of what you're getting into for this fight. Oh, got right? it. Okay. For Estrada, you go watch this fights with us. Uh, Sor uh, Rigan. I don't know this guy, Sor Verensal, which, you know, he had some wars. Uh, that that guy also knocked out Chocolito, was one of the biggest upsets, you know, in boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, Juan Francisco Estrada just had a good fight with uh, uh, Quadras, Quadras, which is a good fighter from Mexico. Uh, if you look up, I promise you, these are two guys. If you look them up on YouTube and there's a fight on there, it's entertaining. You can watch it. Okay. You can plug in. It's going to be entertaining. These guys don't put bad fights on. On a totally unrelated note, though, today I was looking up just fighters that were from the 60s. I don't know why. I just kind of wanted to get an idea of like old fighters. And I came across Reuben Carter. And I I watched a fight with him in Griffin, I think. Okay. Did you, have you seen that? So Reuben Carter is... He's the guy that was wrongfully... Hurricane. The hurricane. Hurricane Carter. Yeah, 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 him. Yes. Have you you seen that fight? I can't say I'm like 100% familiar with it. God, I know one thing you don't. Yeah, I know, yeah. (laughs) For once. Pretty good. He's actually very interesting to watch. Like, so I guess... Have you seen the movie or anything? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I was watching this fight, and I was kind of blown away by, like, okay, so his legs are super tiny. It was a welterweight, though, so I think he was 160. No, welterweight was uh, 154 or 147. 147, okay. So, anyway, I was just watching him, and I thought it was super interesting, like, Oh man, it was just like a straight attack every single time. Have, yeah, have you seen it? I, I've seen him fight before. I don't know the exact the fight, but I've seen him fight before. I know he's a very talented fighter. That's yeah, why it was a shame, insanely, you know, what had happened to yeah. his career because he got put away. But um, yeah, the, sometimes, like I'm telling you, sometimes I can go on YouTube and just you you forget you think mm-hmm. people get stuck on what we're seeing now right and then you go back and look and you look at Hagler and you look at Burl Duran and stuff like that and you're just like oh my Ward. god <laughs> my, one of my uh-huh. favorites award <laughs> yeah award like you look at these guys yeah. and you're like wow like look at these mm-hmm. the thing is like fighters it's weird right it's a sport where you have two hands that's mm-hmm. what you use is two hands yeah and you would think that you would see guys fight the exact same way over mm-hmm. and over again yeah. and you don't and it's, it has to do with personality it has to do with your body shape it has to yeah. do with uh, your mentality and you, you see these guys for been doing this for a hundred years right. and you keep getting different styles and you can yeah. do look at Hagler and there's not guys that fight like Hagler. Well, Cause I, well, okay. Uh, I mean, well, when I was watching this fight, I was thinking like, man, I wonder, I, I couldn't wait to tell you because then I was going to say like, who's like this now or who's kind of like this now because it was just straight. It was great. It was really good. Well, I think this is the fight. Then this is a good example. Of what oh, really? Doing, Cause these are two guys that are going to come forward and they're going to fight and yeah. they're not going to stop. And what I'm curious about this, right, is when Francisco Estrada mm-hmm. fought the first time, right, he was in and out, a lot of movement, mm-hmm. a lot of thing. He started off strong. And did him moving backwards allow Chocolito to get the train rolling? Oh, got it. Right? I see. And, and does his mentality switch Estrada on this fight? And he says, it's not the same Chocolito, mm-hmm. right? Why am I going to let him get the train rolling? I'm going to take him off the tracks before he could ever get rolling. And does he push Chocolito back? And does he apply a pressure? A lot of times when you see these fights, right, you think, like, if you look at Canelo versus Golovkin number two. The yeah. first one, it was obvious. Canelo was going to box. He was going to move around the ring. We would say, if we go into the second one, you would say, well, what is going to happen in this fight? He's probably going to box again. And what happens? No. Canelo went straight to him. Pushes him back. 
Floyd Mayweather fights Canelo. He pushes him back. He Floyd Mayweather pushes Canelo back. It, sometimes they do the opposite of what you're expecting, and the opposite of what their opponent's expecting. And I wouldn't be surprised if Estrada pushes Chocolito back from the first round and doesn't ever allow him to get started. And that's what I see. I, I actually, if I'm picking this fight, I, I have a thing now. I thought about it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you my prediction, and then I'm going to give you my counter. So, okay, I'm going to give you my prediction. Then what's the other thing that could happen going the other way, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My prediction is Estrada has been waiting f- for this moment his whole life. He's the top of a weight division. He's going to fight the man that at 22 years old took everything that he's dreamed for at that point. And he's been thinking about this rematch forever. Mm-hmm. He's been working to this point to get this rematch forever. Mm-hmm. It's a premier fight for the year. It's a big fight. It's People are anticipating it. I think Estrada wants to be a star. He's been hearing that... Canelo's a big Mexican star. He's, they've been hearing about um, Garcia. Garcia. All these guys, right? The big Mexican star. And I think Estrada's a little bit pissed that his name isn't brought up in this. Mm-hmm. With uh, Burchell and Valdez and all those guys, he hasn't been uh, brought up in this. Oh, yeah. And I think Estrada's going to have this performance where he's going to push Chocolito back. He's going to put it on him. And I think that he's going to not allow Chocolito to get off and maybe get the stoppage in this fight. That's the way I see it going. Now, what's the counter? Yeah, right? what's the counter? Estrada moves around. He boxes. Chocolito finds his rhythm. And when he gets his rhythm again, Estrada realizes that it's the exact same fight that happened before. The, the same thing haunts him, and mm-hmm. he stays in a fight where Chocolito is allowed to get his rhythm, push him back, and when Estrada has his moments and flurries on the inside, works his uppercuts, it's not enough to take the judge's eyes on I mean, what's going on. And I'm thinking of, is it the Burchelt fight in the first two rounds when we thought he was trying to get started, and then he kind of, yeah, I think it was. And he never got started. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Right when you're that. Very similar to that. And I think that the counter would be that Chocolito does get started. Uh, Estrada is a little tentative, mm-hmm. wants to fill him out, do one thing, and he allows Chocolito to catch his rhythm. Chocolito is going to win a lot of rounds coming forward yeah. and just as an offense. And I don't expect him to stop Estrada. I think Estrada's, you know, very tough, good chin, uh, good movement, good, you know, it can be defensive, can be defensive when he needs to. But Chocolito just gets the train rolling and there's no stopping him with all the tracks. And Chocolito goes down to win back a title after he's been knocked out, after people thought he was washed. And the great story of redemption of a great champion. And he, once again, he's right back at top. And you have to put him in your, consider him for your pound for pound. And there's big fights for him at that at that weight class. And yeah. it'd be a huge story. No matter who wins this fight, it's it's good for boxing. But let's see what happens. I'm gonna I'm going to pick Estrada. I think he has more left in the tank, and I think that he's ready for what Chocolito has. And he's already seen it. It's going to be interesting. Co-main event on this card. We got Hiroto Kaioguchi, which I love saying. <laughs> Let me see how it's And spelled. if he's not pronounced the Gucci man, that's just a shame. Is he Japanese? Yes. I knew it. And we'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> the spelling of his name? <laughs> and he is fighting... Uh, Axel Vega, which is a pretty cool name itself, and uh, this is a this is a highlight fight for uh, Hiroto. Um, am I saying that right? I want to put the right pronunciation on it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think so. Kyle Gucci. I'm just gonna call him Kyle Gucci. Why don't you just call him Gucci? 
Mm, I do like that. Gucci. Mm-hmm. Right? For Gucci, right? This is his <laughs> highlight fight, right? This is like to show people this is what it got. You got a young guy who's 18 and 0 who's just destroying competition in Japan. And he has this style, this new style, right? I don't I'm not saying like they haven't been fighting like this in Japan for a while, but it's finally making its way over here to the States. We're starting to see it. It's this Japanese style and it's a beautiful style of boxing. They fight always in the center of the ring. When they get to the ropes, they're very calm. They work their way out of it. They are very... Uh, disciplined. Very disciplined. Very... Um, everything is so damn tactical what they do. And they put a lot on their punches. And they they like to stay in a small square in the center of the ring. And then they, when they wait and then when they pick their shots, they really put them on you. They're really precise. And he has this style with... It's just... It's really... It's beautiful to watch. It's fun when boxing gets like a new wave of something coming in. And mm-hmm. that's what this is. Uh, Axel, he's here. He's tough. He's going to come forward. He's not here to win this fight. He's here to be made a show of. And um, he could change all that. He could change all that by putting pressure and and breaking uh, and ending Kaguchi's big moment. Fighting here in the States, he can put pressure on him, not allow him to uh, be able to wait and pick his shots. Maybe he could do that. I don't expect that. I expect Hiroto to apply his shots. Left hook to the body. He has a good left hand. He goes left hand to the body, left hook to the head. Hard. He can, uh, He maneuvers his punches. He has good shoulder movements where he can put the punches from different angles. Yeah. And I expect him to get a stoppage in this fight. Watch this man. Get excited when you see him. Well, who should they watch if they want to look up? I'm not 100% like familiar with this whole backlog. The mm-hmm. fights I looked on there, there's not a lot on YouTube to watch of him. Mm-hmm. Watch anything. He's going to dominate all his opponents and the ones on YouTube. Got it. Just watch the way he moves. Watch the way he uses the center of the ring. It's really brilliant. And the way he picks his shots. It's interesting. I'm excited. Okay. The, now, the fight before that one, right, we have a rematch. Um, women's boxing, which women's boxing is actually a lot better than what we give it credit for. Um, and it doesn't get hyped up enough. And Cecilia Brekus, who has been a dominant world champion for a long time in women's boxing, one of the best women boxers in the world, right? Well, Cecilia Brekus is getting a little older, though. And it definitely showed in her last fight against Jessica uh, McCaskill. And McCaskill, who won the last fight in a major upset, um, she basically won it off of just pure will and grit. Really what she wanted on. She's not the most skilled fighter. But she has a lot of determination. She has a little bit of tricks that she does with her sleeve, but she makes a lot of mistakes in front of you. Like, if you're a very skilled fighter, you should tear her apart. Only problem is, Cecilia Brackis is older. She doesn't have the leg movement before. She doesn't have the timing anymore. And what mm-hmm. happened is she got caught up in the rhythm. And this could happen to anyone, right? You go to the gym, right? You could be a very good pro. You could be very tactical, very everything, right? And you get in there with an amateur fighter or a lower-level fighter. And he's wild, and he jumps in, and he does things that you're not used to seeing, right? You're used to fighting at a certain level. And then you start falling in his rhythm. So when he punches, you just react. And now mm-hmm. you're reacting. You're not fighting your style anymore. You're reacting. That happened in practice. She reacted the last fight. Now, she may have won the last fight. It was a close fight. I think McCaskill did enough. But I expect McCaskill to do the same thing this fight. Because I don't think Brackus is has the legs anymore. I don't think she has the timing. I don't think she has the physical ability anymore. To stop what McCaskill's bringing to the table. Uh, and McCaskill's going to do what she does. She's going to come forward. She's going to swing. When she gets on the inside and you think you're going to hold, she's going to keep swinging. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be enough to stir the judges in a direction where you're saying, well, this person's landing a lot. Even though it's not clean, even though it's not pretty, it's a lot of landing. Right. I'm going to give her the rounds. I expect McCaskill to win the decision on this fight. I expect her to 
apply the same kind of pressure. I expect her to make it an ugly fight. And it's ugly as in, like, the technically the style, but I'm not saying it's an ugly fight. I'm just saying it's ugly. Like, she's in. She's roughing you, roughhousing you. She's rolling you with one arm, hitting you with the other. She has that weird jab where she – it's actually pretty – pretty tricky little move where she jabs and she falls all the way to the side kind of like a mike tyson without the leg movement but it, it, she has little tricks that work now if breakers can find her legs again keep the distance get a hard jab she should be able to take her apart but i don't think breakers has it anymore and this is the thing about mccaskill she's been in boxing for you know she doesn't have that many wear much wear and tear on her but with all the heart she applies and everything when you apply that much heart and that much effort into something it will find a way to pay off for you. Yeah. And this paid off for McCaskill. And she's going to get a good, decent payday on this fight. She got a good, decent payday on the last one. And I'm happy for her. And this is just shows the hard work and determination. That's really what she is. That's how she's winning these fights. That's interesting. Sounds like it's going to be an exciting weekend. That's going to be an exciting weekend of fights. Now, my last one. Right. Oh, you got Dave Benavides is fighting this weekend. Different card. There wasn't much on Ronald Alice to look up to fight. Uh, he's long. I don't know. He, I'm, it sounds like he's putting there to be an opponent. Dave Benavides, super talented, hit super hard, super fast. Um, if you're going to beat him, you're going to push him back. I don't know if Ron Ellis can push him back. We're going to find out. Probably not. But it wasn't a lot to scout out that <laughs> fight. Let's go. Last fight. We got a UFC card. It was supposed to be a bigger main event, still a pretty decent main event. Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Uh, Leon Edwards, slick southpaw, one of the best defensive fighters in the in MMA. Um, is punching predictable, right? He's a one-two type of guy. Um, like I would say, if the boxing was like a real European style, and he is European, he's from Europe, he's from England, so that makes sense. Um, good footwork, uses a takedown a lot more than like what I thought going into uh, to scouting him. He uses a takedown whenever it's there. He uses whatever's there. Whatever you give him, he's there. Right, if you get in a clinch, he don't mind that, and he's always looking to strike with the elbow outside the clinch. Like he has moves that he goes to. He has the, you know, he has the um, the the front kick from the back leg. He has uh, one two. Use the jab elbow. He if you get in, he gets on the inside of you. He get a takedown. He'll take it and he'll hold the 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 ground. He wants to get the. He doesn't mind. He fights smart. He wants to get the points. That's what he wants to do. He wants to win the fight. That's all he cares about. Bilal Muhammad. Very tough guy. Very tough veteran in the UFC now. Been in a lot of tough fights. Lost some. Won some. On a good run right now. And he's a lot more of a takedown fighter than what I was originally thinking. And he's actually very effective with his takedowns. He's a goes for not a single leg guy. He's a double leg guy. Because Leon Edwards is more of a single leg guy. Below really gets in on you. And his legs are very good on a takedown. They're very quick. He wraps around you like an octopus. And he gets his legs behind you to get that takedown. The only time Leon Edwards has really uh, ever been dominated in the UFC was against Usman, who took him down over and over again. But he's pretty good at stopping the takedown. And Usman's really good at getting a takedown. So I don't know if Bilal Muhammad is that level. What weight are they? These are 170 pounds. And Leon Edwards has been coming for that title for a long time and has had the most bad breaks of okay. all the time. No, they, He's been pushed back over and over again, and people have overstepped him for the title shot. And he's all he does is win fights. Wow, all really? No, it's not the most... Like, Dana White says he needs to win impressively, right? And he'll be next in line. That's the only thing about him. He doesn't look to impress. He just looks to win. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have guys like in boxing that did that, like Winky Wright. Um, I, I promise you, Matt Hughes wasn't the most entertaining fighter in the UFC. There's fighters that win like that. That's not nothing against them. But Leon Edwards, most likely, right, if he wins this fight, it's going to be a decision. And it's not. It's going to be him 
taking what's given to him. He doesn't force his way. He doesn't force anything. He takes what's given to him. Bilal Muhammad is going to look to be aggressive. He's a little bit stuck in the mud with his legs. Um, he does... Uh, his, his punches are looping, right? They're looping. But doesn't mean it's not technical. It's just looping. He doesn't really have a straight shot. He's going to look to hit you with the left that comes over your shoulder. He can, he can switch the left mid-motion. He likes to go either to the body or he can sw swipe it right over your shoulder, right, and hit you with that jab. And then he falls with the right hand, and that usually leads into a takedown. He, that's kind of a pressure he applies. Um, he's got a stiff upper body. He's got very, very limited head movement. Defensively, he's not that good. You know, defensively, he has his flaws. He's kind of there to be hit. Um, but because of his aggression, he kind of holds you tentative of what you're going to do because he, he look for a takedown or he look to knock you out. Um, he doesn't have a lot of power, though. That's another thing, too, is he doesn't have a lot of power. So I expect this fight to go decision. I expect Leon Edwards to just have too much movement and to start seeing uh, Bilal's limited movement and just take advantage of it and move away from him and not allow Bilal to get the takedown or land the, the good shots. And I expect Leon Edwards to win a decision. Now, whether that's impressive enough to Dana White to get a title shot, probably not. Uh, Leon Edwards is just going to be that guy. And unless he gets a big name, no one's going to be impressed with him. Now, the counter for Muhammad is that he does get on the inside. He does get the takedown. And he Usman's uh, Leon Edwards. And he just he takes him down, holds him down, and works him. And then takes the and takes this decision. Um, that that would be, I'm imagining that's what his strategy is. Uh, Leon Edwards has been out for a while. There's people who argue ring rust. We're going to see. He is the guy that relies on timing. So ring rust would be kind of, if that's you know the case, then that would really hurt him. Bilal's been active, and that's good for him because his style is aggressive, and he needs to be active and being used to being in there. So I expect a decent fight. I'm gonna take Leon Edwards in this fight. Um, should be, you know, should be a good fight. Um, let's get to my last thing. Segment. Wait, you have to do last week's too. I am gonna do last week's. So this is called fake money, real bets. And last <laughs> week, thank God it was fake money, right? <laughs> because last week I took an absolute beating, an absolute shellacking. Um, let's go. The bets I bet Israel's Adesanya. I mm -hmm. lost. I bet 350K on Israel Adesanya. That's right. I lost. Now, what I did bet was 100K over 2.5 rounds. The fight. Not a specific fighter. Just the fight. 172K. I bet Nunez 400K. 139K. You know why? Because I like free money. <laughs> uh, but I did bet over 1.5 rounds. 50K. So I lost 50K in that fight, on that one. Uh, I bet Jan 100K, and that was looking good. That was looking good until Jan forgot that he was in a, uh, you know, there was rules to the fight. <laughs> and so I lost 100K on that. So that put my new total, right, where I was at 1,134,000. Now I'm at 745,000. So I understand this is why you don't gamble. Because mm -hmm. then it's right there, I just lost my mortgage, right? So let's keep going. So let's go this week's bet. I got to get back. I got to I gotta get back to where I want to be, right? Because I got to get that itch again. You know, even though it's not real money, I'm addicted. And I want to get this win, right? So let's go. Three bets this week. Leon Edwards, minus 270, 195,000. What am I going to win? 72K. Believe in Leon Edwards. Believe in the movement. Believe in Bilal Muhammad leg movements, not being able to get him on the inside. Uh, my, my man, the Gucci man. Hiroko, <laughs> the Gucci man. Kyle Gucci. Minus 810. Why? You know, those odds are not great. 500K to win 62K. Now, we're just getting a lot of money not to win that much. Why? Because I like free money. Why are the odds that good? Because it's free money. So I'm going to bet 500K to win 62K. And Juan Francisco Estrada, El Gallo, <laughs> 50K. Why only 50K? Because that wins me half. I'm at 29K. I get half of that back. Minus 170. 
I'm going to take that. I'm going to stay away from Boracus McCaskill because I don't know what Boracus is bringing. And I'm a little bit afraid of that. <laughs> and I'm going to stay away from Benavides. Even though I feel like the safe bet, I haven't seen enough of Alice. And I'm not going to bet against someone I haven't really seen. So these are the I bets agree. this week. Not bad, right? No, not bad. And we might get some money back. Well, I break even back to a million? No. <laughs> I've got to work my way back to that. I, think, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too because I'm broke right now. <laughs> but let's get it back. Let's get it back. Let's take free money. Free money. Mine is 810. The Gucci man. All right, guys. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> nope. All right. I feel like you're a little quiet this one. Uh, well, I, no, I don't think so. Okay. I was asking some questions. Uh, yeah. Mentioned that I looked up Reuben Carter. Oh, you did look up Reuben Carter. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Like that. You know, he has a, Bob Dylan has a song about him. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. What is, what is it? Never heard the story of hurricane. That's my Bob Dylan impersonation. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hope you could clip that out. You could clip that out. And you could clip I'm that sorry, out. And guys. And apply that to your <laughs> That's what I have song. to hear every day, it's all day song. long. It's a great song. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. This has been the mouthpiece.